0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of SmithCast, um, the Queen's MBA podcast. And today we have our first guest that was picked by the random name generator. So we have Nick with us, and we're, I'm going to let Nick introduce himself a little bit. All okay, right, great. Yeah, very happy to be picked with the name generator.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think it's a really cool podcast that you guys have going here. So just a little bit about myself, I guess... Um, I'm an MBA student in the class, obviously, and I come from a manufacturing background, and was working as an engineer there, and then came to Queens. So that's a little just a favorite.
0: manufacturing. So tell us, like, what sort of manufacturing? What were you? What were you doing? What were you? The the company? What were they producing? What was your role in there?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so the company I worked at, it's a little known company, Kick Custom Products. No one's ever heard of it. <laughs> contract it's a contract manufacturer which is not the flashiest of companies but basically we make things for johnson and johnson procter and gamble unilever l'oreal all the big brands they they make a lot of it they outsource a lot of it to get it contractually made so pretty much anything for those brands that you can imagine like shampoo listerine Household products, hair products, half the products I didn't even know what they were for, to be honest. <laughs> like some goop that you'd put in your hair, but
0: yeah, anything like that, we, we made it. So, Well, so you, the products were really interesting. I mean, you're working for these big brands. So you, so that, what, did you what was you, your role in there? Well, I had a few roles, I guess. Um, I was an engineer at the beginning, and
1: I guess it's a general term, so I'll explain kind of what that is. Um, <laughs> I was just basically working on the lines, so working on the production lines, trying to make them run more efficiently, basically what we're doing in operations right now.
2: Some some Six Sigma lean manufacturing. Yes, yes. (laughs) I remember
1: one of the first projects I had was, it was, my boss said to use Six Sigma and like organize outside the building, like all these palettes that we had with Six Sigma. So like color coding where they should go and things like that. Six Sigma is pretty big actually in manufacturing.
0: So tell us about something, you know, some kind of uh, innovation that you saw in in the company that you were working for. Something, some new technology that they were using to manufacture products or manage the line in production.
1: Yeah, I guess there's the newest technology in manufacturing is definitely robotics. Like things to do with and not like by robots i mean automated machines and just basically the machines are getting more and more automated so we'd have machines where instead of instead of people would be packing things off a line you'd have like an automatic a robot robotic arm or something like that that would grab the pallet put it in a box and then transfer it forward so there were things like that we also had a robot that would pick up tubes and like put the tubes in the carton Basically, they were like you'd find a job that a person was doing, and then that would be the goal was to try to see if you could automate it. What from my experience, and even that article I was talking about Tesla, sometimes it's more difficult than expected. Like to actually replace a person with a machine, and a lot of times the machine, like the automatic machine, ends up creating more problems. The line mm-hmm. doesn't run as well. Yeah. So it's it's sometimes it's it's always attempted. But the actual success of how it works is debatable. In, yeah. A
2: good example of that is from that book, The Goal.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you been reading it? I've been reading it. Tell us,
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> tell <laughs> us specifically what exactly yeah. you're referring to. <laughs> well, The Goal, um, in it, he determined that the robots that were the pride and glory of the plant were actually ruining their efficiencies. Yeah.
1: yeah, I could definitely see yeah. that. It, because it's, they were
2: doing things too fast and people couldn't catch up. And then he had to be at the plant for a very long time.
0: His wife got a little angry.
2: That's where the book's going right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll come back with the updates on the book as well in our next, in our next episode, by the way. <laughs> Elon Musk recently said that he kind of over underestimated the, the value of humans on the production line. Do you see any sort of innovation uh, on the production line or just like processes that would never be replaced by robots or technology?
1: Um,
0: I think it's the, just the ability.
1: I think we're not at the stage yet where a robot can make the same judgments that a human can make. I think that's more so the issue. So if you design a robot to do one specific task, let's say there's a jam up. And, it, you know, to, to, to see that and react to it, robots have a hard time, like, kind of having a full view of the line, I guess, is the best way to put it. So I think everything can be automated and probably eventually will be, but it's still very difficult to adapt to a situation that's happening. So unless the line is fully automated there's always going to be mistakes. Like if a bottle falls over and it's going in the wrong way, it's hard for a robot to see these sorts of things, like even with the cameras and the sensors that they have. But I think every task, I think eventually will be attempted to be automated. And I think it's a good thing. It's just the approach that you take has to be, you have to do it properly in terms of when you actually design it to make sure it's going to, you've thought of everything kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, So, I mean, so tell us, how has your experience been in the program so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, so far it's been pretty good, as you guys know. It's a crazy first three, four months, I guess. But um, yeah, in terms of bringing things for my job, I guess the, the one thing would be just working with lots of people. That's kind of, I like my job wasn't really working alone in like a silo, a cubicle or something. It was really interacting with a lot of people. So that's kind of been a good transition in that sense. Hashtag teamwork. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fellow t- team 352 member. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that transition's been pretty smooth. It's a lot of manufacturing is working with different departments and different people, and kind of, I guess, working with people who don't directly report to you, and still try to figure out a way to get things done. That's yeah. the name of manufacturing. So yeah. it, it translates pretty flawlessly to to this. Spend a lot
2: of time in. Quof. Uh, so, tell us about your experience there. It's just another thing that.
1: Yeah. No. Great. Yeah. Quof is it's basically an alternative asset fund, like a hedge fund, and it's the only student-run fund in Canada, which is kind of cool. So, basically, you get to you get five hundred thousand dollars of of capital, and you can kind of invest in different alternative funds. And it's basically all up to the students. So, it's a pretty cool learning experience for that perspective. I just joined it with no financial background, and basically the goal was just to learn finance, just to learn as much about finance as I could, and it's been pretty good so far. And now I'm somehow the chief economist. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's a it's a, it's a really great it's a really great uh, experience. And anyone who's l- listening to this and maybe thinking about coming to Queens, it's definitely something. Something really to get you involved into finance and a good, a good learning experience. Are you preparing
0: any recommendations right now yeah, for the for the fun? Let's
2: get a, some inside-, an inside, inside training or something.
0: <laughs> I guess now
1: we're, we're kind of looking at a few... Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I think so. I don't think it's anything private. We're looking into like um, oil and gas since that's been going up. What um, kind of interesting, you know, ETFs are there out there for that or... Even for cyber security, things like that. They're basically anything you can think of. There's a financial product for that. And you can bet on like how that, you know, sector develops. You can either, yeah. you can buy funds that would track the performance of the sector. So it's kind of neat. So we're looking at a, a few of
0: those. Right. So we have, uh, at this point, we have some Spitfire questions for you, Nick. Okay. So uh, tell us what is the weirdest food you've ever had?
1: The weirdest food. Oh, man. Um, I'm a pretty conservative food eater, I guess. Uh, if I have to, I have had a few interesting... Oh, what would you want to try? Well, by the end of the year, I've told them I'm going to eat the ear, the pig ear. So by the end of the year, that is,
0: that's on the, on the list of things to eat. So what is one piece of technology that you have recently learned about that really blows your mind?
1: Oh, man another very good question <laughs> one piece of technology that that um, blows my mind
2: smart dust
1: no not if it's smart dust um, that you have
0: to pay to watch people's pictures oh yeah that's a great one
2: what yeah you gotta put some context behind yeah this. there was um <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would go with that. It's it's not really a new technology, but it's just, it's almost like a black mirror of where technology is going. And it was um, just speaking to Zach in China that they have it where you can post your picture, but you charge people to see it. So with your friends and people would pay to see your picture and like celebrities would do this. So if
0: you want to follow a celebrity, you have to pay to see their picture. And that just, that kind of blew my mind. So if you had to pick one superpower, what would that be?
1: I think definitely the ability to fly. I always, I would love to just be able to fly wherever I wanted, the fresh air, go on top of a mountain. I, th- I feel like it would be very useful in, in many senses. <laughs> and um, I guess it sounds kind of stupid now that I'm saying it, but that would definitely be my oh, my yeah. ideal superpower.
2: Modern day, Superman. Yeah, I can't really yeah, think no.
1: of the objective of where I'm flying to. But. I would
2: want to do like, click your finger and be transported somewhere because flying, you can get bugs. <laughs> <laughs> See,
1: I'm not, I'm not thinking even on the technology wave. Like, yeah, I guess tra- teleportation would be ideal. That yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. And especially with all the drones coming, I might, you know, <laughs> there might be some logistical issues there.
0: <laughs> keep rocking, keep studying, and make sure you put your the thinking next, caps on. Put your thinking <laughs> caps on. Alright, thanks for having me, guys. This is a blast.